Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wrong Road Podcast. Uh, we're back once again for an absolutely epic, whatever. I've, I've lost my train of words already. And I'm dead. Aaron, please continue. Brain, that was a good pun. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know where I was going with that. You can um, tell we don't plan what you can... we say. You can, you know, start by introducing. Well, we actually do plan what we I say. Could, so. I could start by introducing us. Uh, yeah. Did I introduce, did I introduce myself? I'm George. No. This is this is Aaron. Hello. This is this is Harley. Yep. Yep. This is Sam. <laughs> Hello. And this is Tom. Toads and cats. And toads and cats. And toads and cats. Toads and cats. Tom had a freak incident at the Swanage Railway, and now all he can say is Tones and Cats. Something <laughs> uh, <laughs> came over. I was in the 50s engine we, room. I've never been the same. We, 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 we hope he fully recovers soon. Probably won't. <laughs> tones so, and Cats! We have quite a lot to talk about because it's been quite a while since we just spoke about anything. Yeah, we've got a big uh, list. A couple of things that I can't make any input on, as usual. Yeah, um, most things. The later stuff as well. Uh, so, what are we going to start with, Aaron? What, what do you think? Um, I feel like that probably the party train is the most outdated thing. Okay, well, you guys talk probably... about that because I didn't go to it. <laughs> First thing down. that George can't talk about. It's good. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, Harley saying it was terrible. Why, why? Would you like to explain why it was terrible? Oh, do you want a full story? Yes. That would be perfect. Find out the saint is on our train. Oh. oh, that is a bad start, to be fair. Oh, ruined already. Yeah. Get on the train. It's not ruined. There 15 minutes before departure. No. They all act like we're there three milliseconds before departure. Better get They're on the literally train. rushing through what? the explanation of how to yeah, use the... Yeah, that was weird. The, the flashing right. bracelet thing. So, yeah, can I get... Uh, can I just add to the them rushing you on bit? Because I... I was coming back from, well, okay, I'll come back to my car because I'd gotten yeah. some stuff. Alcohol. Uh, and you won't name what. Off the rest of the group. So they all got to Alton Station. I, I was walking up the road to the station. I looked like Chloe, 15 minutes left. I've got plenty of time. I'm we're making very good time. I get a text from Aaron saying, you need to hurry up. They're getting us on the train. I look, I, I step onto Alton platform and they're like, Rushing, I'm trying to get everyone else to run onto the train like right now. I'm like, it's the it's board right now because it was literally like 15 minutes before departure. And funny enough, we got on and then nothing happened for 15 minutes. And then, yes, now to be honest, I very much enjoyed the five minute explanation of how the light bracelets worked because it was a very high tech bit of equipment. I would just, yeah, I'm very glad I pressed the button. I'm very glad I didn't. You have one button, you press it. And stuff happens. Yeah, but there were a lot of different light modes. Oh, yeah. And what do you need to be told about that? You just, you well, just press I'm, it until you get to them. I'm so glad mm. that they did all of that, and yet they failed to mention the fact that all the toilets on the train were out of use. Hello? It's quite <laughs> a big thing to tell people. Like, oh, by the way, the toilets don't work, so if you need a... Yeah, I've, I found that out by walking through the entire train and looking at every single toilet and trying every single door. That was, that was, yeah. I really enjoyed that, walking through the whole train. Like, three <laughs> Five coach train. <laughs> every toilet. Which didn't exist. Yeah. yeah well, well, I went up and asked the guard, because I was like, we have someone that needs a toilet pretty desperately, Harley. Um, uh, no, it was not me. It was an unknown person. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> someone needed yeah. the toilet. I don't know who. Um, so I asked him, and he was like, "Oh, there should be an emergency one at the front for the kids." He said, "You can go try it." Uh, that one was locked too, so there wasn't a single toilet. Yeah. Kids. Anyway, I thought it was a po- I thought it was eighteen plus. Yeah, but the train yeah, but before. the train <laughs> yeah. before would be like the normal steam illuminations. It's, like, it's the last one of the day. They lock the... the they lock the toilets even on the steam illuminations. Yes, yes. it's the same oh. train. It's just what I thought you meant. They locked them after it's finished being steam illuminations, and it became the party train. They went through and locked all the toilets. No, well that would that would be really stupid. That would be really stupid. That would be. That's stupid. That'd be worse than what I, they did. Yeah, I just kind of thought no one's wasted on the steam illuminations. I thought they were locking them because they thought drunk people were going to fuck about. Oh well, I guess. Anyway, but, no. yeah. To be fair, I mean, for Diesel Gala, they'd have some interesting toilet happenings. <laughs> we don't mention yeah, that. Right. Anyway, the problem was I really needed a piss. Yeah. Really Wait, no, needed... you did. I thought it was. Yeah, I, I did as well. I did as well. I was almost as desperate as Harley. I have the world's smallest bladder, and it <laughs> needed to come out. Okay. Yeah. I was already ill. Your bladder made needed it to come out. All right. So I'm stood there, and I'm like, "Look, I'm gonna piss myself." So my girlfriend yeah. goes to the garden, is like shouting at him that he needs to unlock a fucking toilet. So I go, <laughs> piss a cup or something, <laughs> and. For some reason, he just didn't have the right key to get into the toilet. He was trying to undo the lock with a screwdriver. He was he trying to undo the lock. Carriage. That's what you lock them with, a carriage key. Why did he not have oh, a God, that doesn't have a T key. What the fuck? <laughs> Star. Yeah, and he had a fart because they had the lights off. That was, I've never seen someone use a fart inside a coach. That was strange. But anyway. Um, I, yeah. Eventually, I just went, well, we've left fucking Rockley now. Um, we're nearly there, so I'm just going to hold it until we get there. But I very nearly pissed myself. But don't forget the fact that the the guard came up to you with a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a <laughs> the guard to piss in the corner of a Mark One coach door in a bucket. There it is. You should have done it. <laughs> just imagine the story. It's just. Uh, <laughs> which I know, yeah, yeah. No, what I were they going to do with the piss in the bucket afterwards? Just to tip it out when they got to Oxford. I, I would have. I would have taken oh. that offer just so I can say. <laughs> Where did he get the bucket? They must have buckets on board, I guess. Was like fire bucket? Was it a fire bucket? No, it was a clear plastic bucket. Oh, a plastic bucket. Oh, yeah. I was, I was imagining like a metal bucket. Plastic bucket as ass. A Great Western Railway bucket from a Great Western Railway. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was imagining. Well, I would say it was a good job it was dark because we couldn't see how absolutely filthy the saint was because we had no idea how dirty <laughs> it actually was. Yeah, and the thing that, that really ruined it, ruined it for me, apart from the toilets, because like I say, I was pretty desperate as well, but luckily I managed to hold it till Arlesford, and so did Harley. And um, so the thing that ruined it for me most of all was that bloody onboard commentary. It was just like this bloke trying to do the... It just it sound, it sounded like a really bad John Cleese. I almost can't describe it. It was terrible, wasn't it? It's the voice it just killed man. the vibe. Oh, it completely voice. killed the vibe. It's it was the terrible. the man from X Factor, Tom. Yeah, that's him. Is it actually him? Yes. Or was yes, it a bad impression him. of him? They hired him. Was, was, well, I'm not being funny. When I think of like partying, I don't instantly think of mm, that voice of a guy from X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't do that much, to be fair. He does more on the no, Steam nominations. It, it was pretty cringe. It was cringe. But the music was good. We have well, to agree the, the, the return the first, journey like, was... Five, 
The first like five songs were pretty crap, but the rest was alright. <laughs> the return journey was pretty good. Once everyone had gone to the toilet, they turned the music up a little bit louder. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the run back. I mean, maybe it was the alcohol was talking. That's what yeah. Means. Maybe the alcohol <laughs> was talking, but it was pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that was our experience on the the Midhance party train. So, Next and former. Make sure you go to the toilet before you get on the train. That's the that's the lesson there. And don't I'm break the seal. Saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, and that. Look, oh, apart from needing a piss, it was great. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> it went pretty well. And after they turned the music up, because you couldn't hear it inside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also apart from um, Aaron knocking a can of hooch all over the table. Apart oh, from Aaron, great. great. Oh, I had yeah, to true. mention that. I wasn't even drunk by that point as well, so. <laughs> well, we like, it went everywhere. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So yeah, that was that experience. Um, so we might as well keep with the general general stuff. I yeah, mean, well, it's quite a skipping quite a, a large for, bit forwards, but Swanage. Yeah, we we went to the uh, the next event we all met up at was the the Swanage um, winter. What's it called again? Warm up. Is it winter warmer? Winter, winter warmer gala? Warm up. Warm up. Warm up. Winter warm up. Winter event. Warm. No, winter warmer. I warm actually went to this one. Warm up. Warm up. Okay, warmer. Winter warm warmer event. Up, isn't it? George said warm up. No, it's warmer. I think it's warmer. Right, I see it. Look at the website. You're a moron, George. So I think that's what it is. I sure it's, it's winter warmer, I'm pretty sure. Not warm up. But um, yeah, Force detected opinion invalidated. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we all we all went to that, um, and the diesel set was a four coach set, um, and with a class fifty. Aaron, Aaron instantly decided it won't be flashy because it's a four coach set. Yeah, I mean a four coach set with a fifty. Don't like, don't act yeah, like it was are, obvious it was going to be flashy. Class fifties, I think. No, I was no, underestimating the, the driver, driver definitely. Because we had an absolutely legend driver on the 50. Yeah, who is the guy who owns it, so it was obviously going to be epic. It's not on Swanage's <laughs> website anymore. Yeah. And, uh, Rail Advent calls it a special winter warm-up event. Yeah, but Rail Advent is not a reliable source of information. Like, yeah, this is true. Facts, facts unfortunately. Un unreliable news source, I'm afraid. I'm sure they would get the name of an event correct. Any, any, anyway, anyway. I'm, not... oh, I'm just looking at my emails. So, for the sake. Let's look at the Spanish right. Railway Facebook. Oh, uh, you've maybe forget what I was saying. Oh, yeah, the um, the mega driver, the fifties owner. His son was also on board the locomotive in the back cab, uh, flailing lifesiders. So that's. Uh... I hope he. I hope he somehow listens to this because he he was a legend. Yeah, as well. and he let. He let me and Harley in the cab of the engine room, so thanks to Benjamin. Absolute legend. Legend, shout out Benjamin. He also let me and in his the cab dad. room. Actually. What's that, Harley? It's winter warm up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it actually warm up? Yeah, it is warm up. Fair enough. Okay. Um Yeah. So Legend Driver on the fifty. Somehow flashy on four coaches and not much gradient. Pretty impressive. Um, it was my lords the whole time. The lineup so, was. Go on. You're you're actually right as well because my ticket on my email is winter warmer, but their Facebook says winter warm up. 
so they don't even know uh, what they're meant to That's a bit sus, yeah. Who even knows? And I mean, to be fair, I would say that description was pretty accurate because um, they had the steam heat on and the ETH on the 50s, so all the trains were reasonably warm, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, they were warmed up, you could say. Yeah. yeah. The U-Class, I think, had the best steam heating out of all of them for some reason, or just yeah. the trains that we went behind it on. Yeah, and so we did the... Then we did the uh, Pullman, Pullman observation car for, for the first time ever because I've never been in one of those, which was yeah. that was pretty good. That was pretty nice. Was time for me. Oh, it was pretty nice. They're like proper yeah, that was... chairs, but we had to squeeze three people on on a two person part <laughs> of the seat. So, well, I mean, we didn't have to, but you no, know, we didn't have to. It was but... it was a vibe, wasn't it? We, so... we love each other <laughs> yeah. that much. Yeah, we cuddled <laughs> yeah. up nice and tight. Okay. Basically, if, if anyone's if anyone's ever looking for the wrong road on tour and you're not following our Facebook, just look for the group of veg that are huddling in the corner, and that's us. Yeah, cuddling. Cuddling <laughs> yeah. hands sometimes. All wedged into a two-person seat. Probably beating each other up, actually, to be more accurate. Yeah, that's true. Stealing each other's hats. That's uh, that's yeah. normally the uh, the way it goes. Yeah, specifically stealing Sam's hat. Yeah. True. Was it only hat in the city? <laughs> Other than but, George's uh, hat, George's hat is valuable. Uh, we must mention the uh, one of the other locos that was running, Manston, because uh, George loves how dirty it is, don't you, George? It wasn't as bad in person. George George doesn't like the fact it's dirty. Is that right, George? Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad in person. Here we go. Here we go. When I saw, when I saw it in person, I thought it looked all right. All right, well... There we go. But looking at a picture that I took of 257 Squadron when we were there before, I do like it. Shiny. It looks better. I agree it looks better when it's not dirty, but I don't hate it when it's dirty. I just prefer it clean. I would like it to be natural. I think that's a pretty normal opinion. I, would I don't like know why you'd be... prefer it dirty. My opinion is, if a loco looks dirty, that's not bad, but that doesn't look good. Exactly. If a loco is... If a loco is eight years into its ticket and it's dirty, don't care. I sleep. <laughs> it does look like it's about to go out of the ticket and it's fresh removal. But um, yeah, no, I don't think it's that big of a problem. It's pretty cool. I like the idea. Yeah, of, but they like, did. Weathering. They did do it on. They did do it on purpose so that it looks authentic. Yes, you do yes they that. did do it on purpose. They did not paint it. It's still got the same. Yeah, no, but you often just see overhaul. like a cycle, don't you? You see it come out clean, and it comes out of overhaul. It gets progressively dirty over its ticket, and then goes back overhaul, comes back clean again. Well, you'd hope. Oh not, no, the timeline's been clean. The timeline's yeah, been like disrupted. The paint, guys. paint naturally wears, doesn't it? Yeah, the it's paint fades. Yeah, the paint will fade. Paint, it's but... faded. It's the same paint job. It is naturally worn. What do you mean? Yeah, yes, yeah. but now for longer than ten years. Oh no, the cycle's broken. It's almost like engines ran for longer than that under BR. <laughs> Is it not PR though, is it, Tom? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a pretty mega event, I must say. Um, Huh? It was very good. 33 was a snooze fest. Oh, I completely forgot about the fact that's how much of a snooze fest it was. I don't know. When we came out of Swanage, it was they gave it some. That was pretty good. But the rest of it, it, yeah. I must have been asleep the the rest of the way. It did a little bit, yeah. No, I've it's got. It's not downhill from Swanage. It's uphill. Well, to it's Harms. downhill. It's down. Yeah, I know, but it's downhill to Corf, isn't it? Yeah, but it wasn't good up to Harmons either. 
Yeah, it was within the bit that me and Harley were window hanging for. Was it? I think what so. You, what do you define it as good? It was out of Swanage. Huh? Yeah, a bit out of Swanage because like Swanage. all the sh- all the shed lot came out and were like oh, laughing because yeah. they were thrashing. I remember. It I remember that bit. <laughs> Because I remember they gave tones as well for the yard. That was pretty epic. 33s, 33s are just so powerful, you don't need to thrash them much. That's the thing. Yeah, that must be it. Yeah, but the 33 <laughs> thrashed less than a 50, so that's really telling a story. <laughs> yeah. 50 is just noisier, mate. That's, that's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, that must be it. Must be. That must be the but, only um, thing. Yeah. And we had, a, we had a nice original southern bog experience at Cough Castle. Oh, man. We all huddled in the southern Oh, I'll tell you what, the wrong road crew all pissing in the same same original southern <laughs> That was That was something yeah. to behold, wasn't it? And then you're riding really together. Was. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. the other place you find us on tour. Yeah, touching <laughs> tips. Southern region balls. Yeah. You'll find us in the toilets if you look. Oh, we should mention, uh, we should also mention the um, the cinema coach. Because uh, oh, they yeah, had some... Uh, they had, they had, if you've ever been to Corfe Castle, they have a little museum bit, and then around the back they have a cinema coach, and they also have some dress-up stuff for the kids. Well, we had yeah. a very, we had a very romantic date in the cinema coach. Me and Harley did. It was, it was very nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, me and George are putting on children's high vis um, <laughs> and high vis helmets. I was, I was going out line side to work. I don't, Aaron, I don't <laughs> That was children high vis. I believe I don't that was just 1980s BR high vis. Yeah, I don't think it was no, children's high vis. Children high vis. I struggled to get over my head. It was mm. tiny. It was There's pretty no... small, but you're just larger than the average BR employee in the 1980s. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's quite funny because me and uh, George had the uh, the high vis and the and the helmet on, and then the guy from the museum walked in, and he was like, um, "Yeah, those are for the kids." And I was like, I'm a big kid. Yeah. And then, no, he, he was cool about it. He just laughed it off and stuff. It wasn't really anything. And then spoke to us a... about Beryl and the, and the T3. Yeah. Then we were chatting about the Glocos uh, over under Liverpool. Pretty mega. Can't wait to go back for the T3, my lords. That's going to be great. I'm excited for that. I've never I reckon... really experienced anything like pre... Well, no, I have experienced a pre bar but you know, like, I've not... there's not a lot of LSWR stuff. Have you experienced the T9? No. Did you experience the I've experienced T9? The T9, but that's it. The M7? No, I've never been behind the M7. Oh. A Terrier? No, no. it was broken when we went to Dickot to go behind it, if you remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. That's also not LSWR. Uh, the no. LSWR had Terriers, didn't they? Uh-huh. No. That's London I'm pretty sure they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. LBS, yeah. But um, yeah. So yeah, it was pretty pretty mega day. Um, I'm hoping the autumn gala that they'll have the T3 done. Who knows? It'd be nice to have the M7, the T3, and the T9 together. But I don't know how long yeah, that'll, that'll be. Yeah, that would be really cool. I don't know how long that'll be until that happens, but we'll see. So uh, yeah. They might have another bullied coach out next year because the group have been working on one of them. Although I don't know if that's one that was in traffic. They've just been tweaking, doing bits too. I'm not really sure. Called outside Harmon's Cross for ages. Oh, that was in traffic a few years ago because I did go on it. 
So yeah, they've just been. You know, doing what's, you know what's sad is that they didn't have the uh, the Montal coaches out, and I was very yeah. excited to bash one because I haven't bashed one. I didn't even see them. I don't even know where they were. I wonder if maybe the steam heating doesn't work on them. Might be why. Because yeah. I don't think they would have made that diesel set a four coach set if they hadn't had to. Mm. It was probably the busiest train of the gala. They seem to have run four coach sets quite often at Garlis for some reason, even though they oh, have the right amount of coaches, yeah. Oh, that's so strange. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was good. So, uh, where do we want to move on next? Anyone? Well, well, I think Harley can take over the next bit because it's basically mostly were, Harley territory. There were territories the main, in SWR livery. Mainline. The mainline section. Yeah. About the yeah. Well, this is your expertise, Harley. Expertise. And the first, the yeah. first thing on the list is the uh, class sixty nine that was recently. Yeah, please painted. tell us about that. Yeah, please tell us about the class sixty nine uh, in BR blue. Because it's got yellow headlights, so it doesn't look stupid. But um... what does it remind you of when you look at it? Uh, a fifty six, believe it or not. Oh, really? It looks like a fifty six. That is. Does really it upset weird. you because they repainted it when they worked on it? That's true, yeah, they should have kept it dirty. Uh, no, it doesn't, because it's a new loco. Anyway, um... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, um... They, when they revealed it, it had its original 56 number on it, and it yep. got named. The name it carried in BR days has a 56. That's uh, pretty cool. BR, uh, BR arrows on it, and then... They it was pretty cool for about two seconds. 56 numbers in the BR double arrows and putting GB rail freight. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool until it attempted to leave the yard and then failed, which it genuinely did. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. When it tried to get to Tombridge and then failed straight away. <laughs> That's a good start. But I think it did eventually get there later in the day. But uh, yeah, they, they, they put the 56 number on it for about two minutes and then painted over it, as Harley said, and put a GB Real Freight logo over the uh, logo, over the BR logo. Which is kind of upsetting, but oh well. I'm very upset. I'm very upset. <laughs> why can't they? Why couldn't they keep it like that? It looked good. It looked cool. Well, because because they have done things like that before. Because there's that yeah. 37. It's actually 37424, but they paid up as 558 for ages, didn't they? And for, as long as the tops number was 424, or the tops number that you had the unique ID, yeah, that, it didn't matter. That says 424 on the nose end. So yeah, well, they could have put the 69 on the nose end, couldn't they? True. I don't know. Anyway, it was a bit weird, but um, yeah, they did that. So uh, yeah, another sixty-nine guys. Definitely nothing like a fifty-six. Mm. Yeah. So he said hello to a new sixty-nine and potentially goodbye to two fifty-sixes, which are in annoyingly good condition. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should we talk about yeah, the, the, the major? Major wibble over the weekend was obviously the uh, I think it was UK Rail Tools um, yeah, 56 yeah. farewell, which has been postponed like three times. And to be fair, it sounded like GBRF and UK Rail Tools had, had to work very hard to make it happen through all the strikes and everything. And so well done to them. It right, seemed like they ran a good tour. Obviously, having a good time running their big train set. So yeah, yeah, and they can afford to do it. So. But yeah, uh, but all the veg were properly out for that one, weren't they? I've seen some properly rammed photo end pictures from from that day. The, the, 
the locos looked great. They suited the stock well. It really grinded my gears when I was like, oh, I really hope it's a full blue race set. And as I said, the chocolate and cream kitchen cars are in there. It's fine. <laughs> ah, lovely. <laughs> Someone explain to me why it's a farewell tour. I don't, I don't understand. It's the GBRF 56 farewell tour, not the 56 right. farewell tour. Just so, the GBRF ones. So it's leaving G- GBRF. Is that what they're it is? Being, they're both being they're becoming 69s. Okay. Well, I wasn't sure. No one had informed me. Do you think they'll keep their retro livery? Uh, oh, I hope so. It looks mega. I'm looking at what, the what they'll do, Harley, is they'll paint in their retro livery for about two seconds, take a photo, and then paint it into GBRF. But yeah, the tour looked good. The, the, the 56 farewell tour looked good. They're going to paint them both bright pink. But obviously, <laughs> 56s are still on the main line with Colas and DC Rail Freight. So, yeah, yeah they're not completely vanished. But uh, I think the real reason everyone went so mental for it is because it's just so rare to get a 56 for haulage, really. And the fact they're in chassis debris, I suppose. These days it is, on the main line. Oh yeah, big time. Um, I mean, there was another tour running the same day with 37418 and 50008. Uh, yeah, there were barely any pictures of that. And then I suddenly just saw this picture of Thunder at Paddington. I was like, oh, crikey. <laughs> That's pretty epic. But that train didn't look very busy. So I feel like a lot of people went on the 56 farewell instead. Well, it was Branch Line Society, wasn't it? The other one. So it was only going to be the track bashers, I suppose. And they ran the 50 out of fuel. Near enough. Oh, did they? Crikey. Yeah, Ran it quite late, did they? Back to Derby and they had to reverse at Hanwell so the 37 could lead all the way. Cause the 50 oh, yeah, because I heard something about some weird reversal move they had to do and I thought, surely that can't be part of the tour. But then because it was BLS, I was like, oh, it might be. <laughs> well, this is entirely possible, but no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. They, I bet they loved it anyway, though. <laughs> oh, probably. They're like, oh, I went Hanwell loop. Probably mega rare. Probably abs- absolutely. That's rare rare. trackage. That is. <laughs> so uh, yeah, shall we move on to uh, another tour operator, uh, LSL? I say tour yeah. operator. It's not like it's the only thing they do, but um, they had a pretty interesting consist recently. Yeah, it was um, forty-seven. Yeah. Um, Barrier coach. Barrier coach, a power car on the barrier coach, and the power car nose to nose with another power car. My lords. And then Mark Freeze and then another barrier coach. Two barrier coaches actually on the back. Absolutely which, elsewhere. Which makes complete sense because, yeah. you know, if, if it fails or whatever, you need to be able to tow it. So. Yeah, that makes sense. It was the, uh, what's it called? Is it Midland Pullman? That's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, Midland Pullman. Midland Pullman HSTs um, and coaches, they were going to Eastleigh. But uh, unfortunately, the 47 that was doing the move uh, blew up. Um, Why and did it blow up? It failed. It didn't literally blow up, but it failed. Luckily, it didn't catch fire like the other green ones. For anyone wondering, this is 47593, which I don't think has stopped running since LSL started. <laughs> It's yeah. literally constantly doing something. The one with the Scotty dog, right? Yeah, the one yeah. in large logo blue. Yeah. It failed at um, Leamington Spa, was it? It failed? 
Yeah, let me just bar. Uh, and then it got rescued by another 47, 47805. Um, and then it was an even more mega consist. Because it was two 47s, the barrier coach, the HST stuff, and then more barrier coaches. So, quite the mega set they had going on there. Yeah, then it failed. The end. But uh, there's also a 47 today that headed up to Carlisle from Crew with uh, with some Mark 3s on, a, I don't know, Crew training or route learning or whatever. Look pretty mega consist. Yeah. And uh, Mayflower's been out as well. Mayflower's been out a little bit. It's doing Crew training ones, I believe. Seems to be doing them right through um, January. Yeah. I think it did like three days in a row. So uh, knowing um knowing Mayflower worked perfectly in all the crew training runs and then when they actually go and do a tour then it'll fail. <laughs> <laughs> because of Mayflower. <laughs> Why do you say that? Every time I've seen it, it's Look, been fun. I've never been able to see it because it always breaks whenever I try to see it, but it's when it's done for you, it's obviously been fine. Yeah. This is the only thing that ran tours <laughs> around my area, and I saw Thing, it every single time. Things like breaking when you go to see them, don't they, Tom? Yeah. Oh, yeah, or just not them. running at all. Clearly. Might just be you. I mean, maybe it's only actually when I book a hotel that it decides to fail. If I decided <laughs> to chance it rough on the streets of Birmingham, Clung Castle would have actually shown up. Yeah. <laughs> you might be homeless for a night. Sleep and well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's because I didn't buy that tramp who hassled me in Greg's breakfast. Maybe that's why. Oh, I'm my next. God. It's, yeah. it's all karma. You have to sleep rough. Yeah, it must be. If I hadn't said, no, go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> a night on the world's biggest public toilets. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh... As we're still on the mainline news, I think we should talk about um, SWR uh, Network. SWR Network's been nuclear bombed. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, this is very recent. I'm very thing, surprised as we're at that landslip at Hook because it doesn't look like the kind of place you would expect a landslip, if that makes sense. It looks like it's in a place where the land would be quite stable, but then I don't That's know anything about it. So. Yeah. That's why you got to be careful where you don't expect it. That's why they turn up. Mm. There is a bit of an embankment there, so I guess the embankment just washed away. And luckily, the line was closed for engineering works already when it happens. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah, it just disappeared. That the track is literally floating. Um, there's all oh, the fine. all the ground underneath is just washed away. This is a hook, um, and so Basingstoke is cut off from London, pretty much. Um, uh, that's fine, just run over it, but don't apply throttle when you go over the section and uh, five miles. Yeah, away. five mile per hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, five mile per hour TSR, it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. You won't break any springs. But uh, what's funny about this is uh, that was yesterday, um, and then this morning they discovered a landslip at Adelstone. Uh, they had track circuit failure at Brockenhurst to Bournemouth. And all the lines were closed there. And then Romsey to Salisbury had flooding. Oh, so... and wasn't there a broken wasn't there a broken rail at Hazelmo? Oh, yeah. Is that what caused the track circuit failure? I can't remember. There was, a, there was there definitely was a... a broken rail at Hazelmo as well. Rail in an insulated joint. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a different line though. So that's another issue on a separate line. Um, that's on Portsmouth Correct, isn't it? Hazelmo. Yeah. 
the bay they were diverting people onto the Portsmouth direct line because the line was closed past Basingstoke, and then the Portsmouth direct line blew up as well. <laughs> the one time they used it for diversions, and then that happened. Mad. Does anyone know if the West of England lines are right? Um, probably not. Probably not. Actually, no, it's, it's, it's never all right. Is it still on the skeleton service after the strikes or not? Full time table. Um, oh, okay. I took my girlfriend to the station on Saturday. Oh, that's romantic. I went, yeah, I know. Evening with for some reason. Every day when the, the the world is normal, the West of England line runs like shit. But the one day there was flooding everywhere and everywhere else had gone to shit. The West of England line ran to time and not twenty minutes. <laughs> And I have no Harley, you might be the only you might be the only person to have experienced the West of England main line on time. I've still <laughs> never travelled on a train on it because it's so unreliable. Every time <laughs> I've listened to it, I'm like, no, it's actually quicker for me to drive, so I'll just drive. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll make it back. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's one of the risks you have to take when you go on that line. Genuinely, I, I looked and I went, There's no way this train is on time because usually what happens is the train coming down will be late. And then the, the passing at Pinho will be delayed. So then, obviously, that screws it for the whole day. Yeah. No. The train was only one minute late coming into Pinho off the single line section from Honiton. Oh, mega rare. Towards Honiton. I don't know what the fuck happened, but there you go. That is just mega rare, isn't it? Honestly. But there, yeah, there you that go. That is very surprising. So I was only at Basingstoke on Friday, and there was a, there was a signal failure at Tisbury. So everything was like twenty minutes late from the, from that main one. So, oh, epic! Twenty minutes late anyway, and it's yeah, more late. That just yeah, this made it worse. So yeah, good stuff going on at SWR. Um, I wonder how long the uh, Basingstoke line is going to be closed. Forever, hopefully. Yeah, cut Basingstoke off from the rest of the world. Well, one of my friends is a is a guard at Waterloo, and um. He was back to work after like a couple of weeks off today, and he put a story up on a four five eight, I think it was, putting oh, like nice. in the sun this morning, putting like when he was guarding, putting like, oh, so good to be back on the iron road today. And I was like, Basing sticks shut, like you're not going to go very far. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's not a four five eight. He's probably going to Weybridge, Staines, yeah, Staines, Weybridge way. You wouldn't go Basing. He does. Um, he does Shepperton's as well. And, love uh, yeah. uh, Hampton Courts, and yeah, he does a bit of everything. But to be fair, if he was going to Weybridge, he would also be fucked because of the Adelstone landslip. So yeah, <laughs> I, I I doubt he was able to do much today. To be fair, no. So yeah, that was that was that. Who wants to uh, talk next? That uh, covers every area discussion. What Harley? This is your area next, isn't it? Preservation. Mm, no. Everyone's area? Well, so the news oh, actually, the heritage. Is, the... Uh, everything's gone out of ticket. There's no heritage locos left. Yeah. Next. Well, thankfully, George, a lot of them are GWR. So this is a great success, yeah. in my opinion. The only one that's, you know, a little bit upsetting is uh, City of Wales went out of ticket. Yeah. Uh, great look at that. Big shame. Brings the mega bucks in for the ELR. Yeah, there you go. So that's going to be overhauled straight away. So no worries. Oh, we lost City of Wells, what a low code. We lost a 2800, 2857. We lost 1501, 4270. Um, yeah, all of, all of them went out of ticket literally like the same month. Probably even the same week. Well, it was 
Hopefully the um, twenty-eight won't take very long. Hopefully the twenty-eight won't take very long because they've already done the bottom end. It'll just be the boiler. But then if the boiler's like totally shagged, it'll take ages. So. Fifteen oh one is Hellfire, but it did get kind of over overshadowed because everyone was talking about twenty-eight fifty-seven because they're both at the Seven Valley and because it's a it's a panic tank that took steroids. <laughs> but then there was the Mega Sparks run with 2857, which everyone yeah, was talking about. I feel like everything that runs on the Seven Valley does that, you know? 506 through tunnel. True. Yeah. 1501 through Mega tunnel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lady of Legend uh, through, oh, through any tunnels. Uh, Hagley Hall just in the, in the autumn sunshine setting fire to everything. Yeah. Yeah, they seem to love their Sparks at Seven Valley. Oh yeah, big time. So yeah, a lot of uh, locos out ticket, but um, the good news is uh, a class three one five is being preserved. Isn't that right, Harley? Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually glad. Because I don't think many EMUs of that generation are going to be preserved, like at all. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. I'm glad something. Has survived because at the moment there's like what there's a three one seven driving coach preserved. I think that's the only bit of a three one seven that's preserved. Uh, yeah. yeah, they went really fast, didn't they? And then they just managed to preserve that one coach that they painted up for the rail tour, and that was it. And I didn't realise they pretty much. I don't know if they've all been cut up yet, but they have all been withdrawn, haven't they? I think. Yeah. Apart from a couple uh, of Anglia ones. There's... Is is the three one five going to um mid hands diesel gala? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> There's one four four two driving coach preserved currently. That's my thoughts. Uh three one five. What else? I don't know. I can't even think about anything else that's out there, really. There's three coaches of a three six five preserved, but not the motor coach. They didn't preserve a motor coach. Don't know why. Oh uh, what? That's um, pretty useless. Three six five? Yeah, three six five. Who the hell preserved one of those? Uh, it's at the East Kent Railway. What? <laughs> of course it is. Oh, yeah. weren't they going to turn it into a, a cafe or something? Yeah, like a bar. Yeah, but something like that. Yeah. Oh, well, that's something we should mention is um, the Random Wa- Railway in Wales. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, oh, the Lenny and something railway. Yeah, that one. That's they got. They got a one. Was it a 153? They got. Yeah, a shell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're turning that into a cafe as well. So, that's my lords. You can go have your... They've got... They've got you in a one-five That's extremely helpful. It makes sense. Yeah, that's um, that's Ryan Windridge's favourite railway because they let him drive a pizza. Because um, they wanted a blank canvas to start with. They didn't want, like, a full unit. They wanted a unit that was stripped anyway. Yeah. It's easier for them to butcher it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, is it going to be grounded or on rails? Do we know? Grounded, I would imagine, but it might the be one five three yeah. or the who knows the one five three. Yeah, I don't know. It had bogeys with it, but have some fresh gen. Yeah, uh, one second. You can carry on talking. I'm so fine. Yeah, fresh gen. Yeah, where is it? Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Just give me five minutes. Um... I found it. So, you oh. know, the Midhands Diesel Gala, we went on the 2EPB. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know what gen this is. Yeah. Um, it is moved to Nemesis Rail, 
where they have a de-icer unit, which I don't know if that's a 2EPB as well. I think it probably is. Yeah. Um, and they are bogey swapping it because the, the de-icer unit has brand new overhaul bogeys from when it was just before it was withdrawn. Um, and they are intending to return their 2EPB to the main line. Oh, that is Hellfire. That's we very cool. We bashed oh, it imagine, and now we can imagine that and the, and the vet that's being done and running together. That'd be epic. That would be epic. EPP has no toilets though, so you've got to go for a piss before you get on it. <laughs> oh, it's a Harley special. Um, no, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a Miss <laughs> Party Train special. That one. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was very interesting, Jen. There's also more Jen that Bluebell have officially announced today that they have purchased the class 207 from. Coves at Bichester, Bicester, whatever the fuck. Yeah. So it's taken that it's is... taken Bluebell sixty years to realise. Well, no, little under that, about fifty-five years to realise that they need some diesels. Well, they're also getting no, a and a seventy-three. So <laughs> they've they've realised that they can't run their normal service with a P class. But I'm gonna be honest, there's some very angry comments of people saying like. Why have you bought that and like scrap it already? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you well, notice how yeah. they didn't put diesel in any of the wording on the side? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see the word diesel denied. anywhere. It was just like Southern <laughs> Region, D E M U. It's like yeah, no one, no, no steam veg are gonna know what that means. So. Yeah, just deny it. Just stay in denial. Oh, no, no, we haven't got any diesels here. What's that? Yeah. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that DEMU needs a new interior because they only did like half the. They've got it running quite well, but I think they only did like half the bodywork, and it needs an interior. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, it had been stored outside at the East Lanks for quite a while because the East Lanks claimed it had asbestos in it. Oh right. But they bought it. Uh, and it had no asbestos in it. Oh, that's good. That's a relief. But they didn't buy the uh center coach, which is X four VEP or something that was converted to fit right. in the middle. That's weird. Why they didn't do that? Did that need a fuck ton more work or something? Is that why they didn't buy it? This one, the few bumpers to have a gangway. Mm. That's, that's epic because they usually don't I didn't know that, that's epic yeah, my model thumper's like early condition doesn't have a gangway does it, well, only, does it have, only, very, does it few, a... very few of them got it and there's only two left and that's the one at uh, Epping and Ongar and the other one mm. that is pretty cool that is pretty mega rare to be fair it's a reason to visit Bluebell a good reason to visit Bluebell yeah, for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be nice going up there. That'd be good. That'd be good. Although I suppose maybe if it had had the third coach, I mean that is quite a steep bank to have at Bluebell. Maybe it wouldn't have been strong enough to have just the one engine to do all three coaches. Apparently, that is a possibility. The seventy-three will only be able to do like three coaches up the bank. Oh my! Oh yeah, God. well it's not really any better than the Gronk, is it? That engine is not oh supposed to work proper trains on <laughs> its diesel engine. It's just why I just think 73s are so pointless on heritage lines, because they can't really do very much. They can do like ballast trains and stuff, but that's bad. They're very weak, aren't they? They're just not made for diesel trains. They're made for shunting with diesel. More about like engineers' trains. 
They used them. Um... Yeah, they're fine for ballast trains because they had one at the Goss Walks, and that was all they ever used it for. And then eventually they got <laughs> rid of it. Uh, they, uh, they used them at the Swanage Diesel Gala a couple of years ago as, um, like, brake converters for air brake only locos. Oh <laughs> yeah, their only job. And it was the middle of summer, and there's just a poor seventy three wedged in between a sixty six and Mark ones to fan on foot all the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's mega, to be fair. All you'd hear is the seventy three fans. <laughs> That's hellfire. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Swanage, um, the uh, the fifty has left Swanage finally. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. hope it's works. It's gone to oh, we got some we got some rare gen from the owner that he wants to bring both that one and twenty one back to the Diesel Gala in May. So hopefully that will happen. So that would be amazing. That'd be very epic. That would be my laws. Two fifties, the Swanage Gala. Sam, are you hearing this? Is Sam alive? Oh yeah, Sam will love that news. I am quite happy about it. <laughs> Good. I'm just happy that the, they definitely they definitely the need to run them in multiple at some point just to say that they can. So I think the owner will oh, definitely wow. want to do that in <laughs> multiple with four coaches. They'll still thrash the tits off it for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Legend driver, what can you say? Absolutely. As we're on the uh, topic of Swanage again, um, we can talk about uh, 257 Squadron, which is this is a very bizarre story. It's kind of come out of nowhere. Um, for some reason, they ran it over a carpet. Now, I have not seen this. Have you not like, watched the video? Not the video? We put yeah, a video in watch the chat. It right now. Oh, it came up in my recommended. I didn't want to click on it because it looked weird. Uh, it is weird. <laughs> it is weird. It is weird. To be weird. honest, I mean, some survival carpet survived. To be fair, though, it's not as weird as the comments Tom started making after watching the video. I don't know what you're on about, mate. I mean, I was watching future videos because it just gets weirder and weirder, and now his girlfriend's involved, you know. Who knows what's yeah, going on? They, they called this the uh, the Sam's Train special or some shit because they're running it on a carpet. They make out of Sam's trains, is that what's Yes, they're, they're yes. running the train on a carpet. That's the joke. Steam, train, steam engine drives over carpet as an experiment. What will happen? What the what, did the whole engine go over it? Was it just like yeah, yeah they movies? drove the whole engine it. over it. Yeah, the whole engine. All oh, right. On a I was side. I was half expecting the like the flanges to damage the carpet or cut it or something. And when you see after it's gone over it, the carpet is like really compressed down where the flange has gone over it. It almost looks like it did cut it, but then he pulls the carpet off. It's in one piece. I'm like, what? What? How did it survive? Yeah. On, on on the plus side, it gets steam clean just before the loco goes over it. <laughs> <laughs> so was yeah, this when it was leaving on a normal train, or did Sam have to like organise this as a bit of a stunt? Uh, no, it's nothing to do with Sam's trains. He's not there. But they're just no. taking the oh, right. trains. Yeah, because he yeah. runs his Oh. That's the joke. Yes, yeah, because he runs his I models on, on carpet. And so they thought... My apologies just... for... Uh... For not watching that, I didn't get around to it. No, no, it was, they survived that, I tell you. It was just in the, it was yeah. in the yard as well. They just ran over it in the yard. As you do. <laughs> Very weird video. I don't, yeah. 
And it leaves some really nice black lines down the carpet where it's below. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what do you expect? <laughs> well, now they now they can put it in a house and go. Well, this is the rug that the Seventh Squadron ran over. They could yeah. probably they could probably actually sell that rug for like a stupid amount of money. They so should sell it. Buy it for like a hundred quid. But yeah, who wouldn't want that in their house? Yeah, put it on the well, wall. You can see the marks where two Five Seventh Squadron ran over it. <laughs> it's pretty interesting actually watching it in full now how the carpet becomes just black enough to make it look like it derailed so it looks like it's become yeah it's like oh, when weird. people always it's like when people used to always want a piece of coal from the flying scotsman as if it as if oh god no, don't, specific don't like... yeah they want yeah. they want a piece of coal from the service from edinburgh to london yeah, <laughs> the flying Scotsman, not flying Scotsman. Don't give, don't, don't start saying things like that though, because the other I'm watching this, they're gonna run over carpets and sell them for hundreds of pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna, it's flying all, Scotsman all has run over this carpet. We're all gonna get the carpets for Christmas, and oh, like, no. it's gonna, no. it's gonna be the Francis book version two. No. And then the Hornby will get in and they'll release the Flying Scotsman luxury carpet collection. Yeah. <laughs> Hornby will start selling double O gauge versions and TT gauge. No, TT gauge. Yeah, God, double O gauge is dead, George, you remember? Yeah. TT's taking over now. TT's where it's all about. Right. Obviously. Oh, yes, and don't forget, guys, the reason that they haven't been able to produce all the double O stuff they announced isn't because of TT before you run to your keyboards. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Hornby, and speaking of how much we love them, and how much Simon is my best friend, and how much we're going to get a sponsorship from Hornby, isn't that right, Simon? <laughs> the Hornby, <laughs> oh, the Hornby catalogue of 2023 is absolute wank. We're not getting a sponsorship. As usual. We're getting a sponsorship from Horny. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. So, as usual, if you're an absolute Grizzly Pacific stan, then step right up. <laughs> roll up, roll up. <laughs> do oh, you, you want metal? Do you like Grizzly Pacifics? Yeah. Are you rich? Yeah. <laughs> well, here's an A4 for £400. Excellent. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. So they've done that. Um, they've done a centenary collection because it's obviously a centenary of the of the big four. And, and but but it's really odd because like like we were pointing out, George, like they haven't really picked the best from each company. Like they haven't picked bad locos at all. It's just really random. You've got like a tank engine from the LMS. A it's castle a for the Great Western. It's a four-piece it's, castle. It's bizarre. Um, what do they pick for LNER? It's, it's a... I don't even know. I don't remember. It, it, no, I don't remember what the LNER one was. There was so much LNER stuff on there, I kind of just glossed over it. Was it the B-17? I think it might have been the B-17. No, I don't think, I don't think that's the um, centenary one. I must question what drugs they're on when they decide to commission a DP2 in cast metal. Oh yeah, that was bizarre. Because back one for one, Backman have already made that, and two, Curious Girl have done a new normal Delsic, obviously not a DP1. But 
but I do, some people are saying like have they bought the tooling off of Backman? And I thought no, they wouldn't do that. So that's it. I mean, because they have done DP one, but as a really nasty cheap railroad model. So that's more money that they're wasting on a new tooling just for a metal loco that's a limited edition. So surely they're not going to make a return on that. All right, so it's a castle for the GWR, as we knew, and there's a 4P for the LMS. Obviously, they've got all of the great guys. 10th anniversary of the Great Gathering as well, so that's why um, they're doing all of the metal A4s. Why they're metal, we will never know. The funny thing is, is the NRM hasn't said anything yet about it being 10 years since the Great Gathering, and yet Hornby are like, oh yeah, by the way, remember this thing that happened 10 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes it did happen 10 years ago it doesn't need to be an anniversary it's... <laughs> I'm trying to find oh, I think it's this uh, they're doing an N15 for the 7 for the centenary oh yeah that was it and uh, I'm just trying to find the LNER one um why their website is so dumb? Like all of their collections are all just split up because they're all in, they're not even in alphabetical order. I don't even understand what this order is. <laughs> They've just it's just all in a just random order, and then all the collections are just not together. Just Hornby thing. Okay, it's, it's an A one, <laughs> and then you all got an A one for the. Ah, uh, okay. Four four seven eight hermit. Yes, that A A one and A three that they decided to make with the metal running plate and shiny tires for some reason. I mean, it's not a bad model, but it was just a bit random the way that they decided to retool it. And then, of course, you got millions of versions of Flying Scotsman. What was that? No, they haven't got anything gold plated. I don't what think. A shame. That's just oh no! That's, that's, the most, that's the most pointless thing, anyway, because. If you run it, gold wears off the end. <laughs> you, yeah, but then you've got, you then you've got a gold plated track. Hell fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only way you could do it, I think. You'd have to have gold track so that it doesn't destroy your gold wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then if you need to clean the track, then you just wipe all the gold off. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Uh, <laughs> so you clean the track. track. You have to clean it with gold. Yeah. To be fair, so this gold. I mean, metal. Is, I mean, gold is a very good conductor, isn't it? Or yeah, gold is it not? Gold is an incredible. Conductor. I think it is because it's used yeah, in it computers. Got, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's I thought I thought it was. So maybe it wouldn't be too bad, but I mean, you would still get deposits, wouldn't you, if you're running model trains? Uh, yeah, yeah. But gold is really good conductor. It's better than copper, I think. Well, I think there's something that's better than gold, and I can't remember what it is. Uh, okay. But yeah, Hornby uh, collection is mostly shit. They use the excuse that they're catching up on last year's stuff, which I can somewhat see, um, because the correlation coaches are quite complex, quite a challenge for one designer apparently to, to take on by oh himself. yeah um, he went through some serious <laughs> personal struggles while he was designing this um simon said <laughs> he, he obviously one... got depression and recovered while designing these coaches <laughs> from designing 
Simon just kept spoon feeding him antidepressants until he completed it. If I may rant briefly, if I may rant briefly, I still don't understand, and this is an ongoing thing from Hornby from people we've heard in the industry, is supposedly Hornby in the last few years, some people may have noticed have underproduced certain things. Some things have been really hard to get, like for example, you know, the, the Malachite livery merchant navies and stuff like that have been quite difficult to get. And like when they did the Purple Tour Valleys, obviously they had to extend the order because they were so popular. And half the reason that half the reason that they were underproducing was supposedly because the factories were asking for payment up front and they couldn't afford to because they weren't in a brilliant financial state. Now, surely, it must be far more expensive, because they obviously charge a lot of money for it, to make all of these die-cast metal models. And yet, they keep on cranking them out. I think they did more metal this year than they've ever done before. Because I was sure when they first did the Dublin range, I was like, well, that's probably going to be a one-off, and they won't do it again. And then at Wally, they announced the Duchess, and now they're doing six A4s and a DP1 and all this. And it's like, why do they keep making so many full metal locos? Because that must be absolutely caning their funds. Throw like, surely there can't be... Throwback to when getting a full metal model from Hornby was just part of their normal range and was a normal price. Well, yeah, but you don't need a full metal model anymore. You only need certain bits of it to be metal, like the boiler or the running plate, and even then you don't need to for all locos. Like, you, only really the chassis, and that's it. The chassis will provide enough weight on most engines. I think if it's metal, metal. I think metal boilers kind of justify the cost of a really expensive model, especially when Hornby are going to start charging like £220 for a, a yeah. tender loco. I've heard people asking for metal bits, but I've I, I've not really heard of people asking for a full metal loco yet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like that Duchess at Warley, which they're only making five hundred of, like did sell out on the day, which I was very surprised at because it was just a blue Duchess, and it wasn't really anything that jazzy. And but, but I mean, it's obviously popular, and they're just doing. Warley at this I guess, point but... is like the apple. Of the model railway community, oh, no. uh, people, yeah, that's a that good point. Was really expensive, and people just go, "Oh yeah, I'll buy that just for the sake of it," and they'll buy a new one every time it comes out. Like, oh, this Hornby is stands. Hornby brand. Yeah, look at my Hornby. Exactly. I literally saw one in the comments on YouTube the other day. There was some guy that was like, "Oh yeah, I wanted to buy a Hornby 7F, but then I realised that they don't do a 7F, so I just bought something else that was Hornby." Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Like that's a good, a Backman one, but that's okay. a good point. Because when I was at work, we were looking through the range, and they've the the ancient um, Airfix 1400 tank is now like 75 quid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just such a crap model, and it's like 40, 50 years old, and they're still cranking it out for like 70 quid. And I said this to one of the guys I work with, and he said, like, yeah, but you see, that'll be in some model shop, and it'll look all jazzy, and, you know, well-meaning granddad will go in looking for a train um, for his grandson or whatever, and he'll be looking through the different models, and he'll go, oh, Barkman, what's that? Oh, Hornby, yes, I'll have this. <laughs> they were around when he was a man. So that's that's the Hornby iceberg, isn't it? Unfortunately, uh, and, and it's going to be like that for quite a while, probably. And who else likes copying everybody else's stuff? Apple. <laughs> so uh, I mean, there you go. There's a parallel there. Yeah, that is true. Hornby have become the Apple of model railways. Simon, up your act, man. <laughs> but the difference is, Horn. I don't think Hornby is selling things to other manufacturers like Apple do with some of their internal products because didn't you say george that they sell like processes and stuff to other companies for other no, products they use other what was that the other way around 
Oh, they use other people. Oh, okay, I'm wrong in that case then. Disregard that. I couldn't remember which way around it was. They used to use Intel ones, now they use ARM ones. Ah, uh, I see. Did you, did you uh, yeah, it's... the good stuff of the Hornby range, George? The, uh, oh, yeah. The DC oh, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, the, 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 I'm going to say something good about Hornby now, so oh. Simon, take a deep breath. Be ready, be ready. Get, get ready, give yourself a pat on the back, Simon. You've finally done something good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, they, right at the end and they probably left it to the end for good reason they announced a whole new DCC system uh, I don't really use DCC anymore but I was quite impressed when it came up and essentially they're releasing a new line of decoders that contain Bluetooth compatibility um, enabling you to control them from your phone and by control them from your phone I mean the communication for the movement and stuff doesn't go through the track like standard DCC. The control goes straight from your phone wirelessly to the loco, meaning that if there's any loss of power for even just a second, it won't just ruin everything like DCC does at the moment. It will keep get receiving instructions and hopefully won't be as devastating of a blip because it hasn't lost its instructions. And um, it also means that uh, you can change the CVs and stuff. If you're a DCC person, you'll know about this. It means you can just change them on the fly, even while the train's moving, change the acceleration speed, change braking speed, just all the sliders on your phone. And I thought that was like quite revolutionary. And I think there's yeah. some other brands that have um, done this, but they seem to be these weird small companies that only do that and no one's ever heard of them. Yeah, so, yeah, literally. Like, bring- like- yeah, you're completely right. It's always some brand you've never heard of, and they always have like specialist software that's really expensive that you have to buy as well yeah, to, to mess mean, them out with anything. Mean, does that mean Hornby just copied them though? <laughs> well, I don't know because Hornby's taken it and made it actually good. I don't um, know the Bluetooth one being done before though. Yeah, I, 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 try, I, know, I, did, I tried looking before. it up. There's some random Why? company that did it. But they only do that. Oh, okay. I've never heard of them before. Care for that at all? That just seems a waste of time. Well, I think, I think it's, it's good because good. I think it makes DCC more accessible. Because, like you say, George, it's all these like booga booga things that no one's ever heard of that are a bit of a dark art unless you're really into it. But this makes it so much more accessible. It People want to do it. It eliminates every problem with DCC. It, it it eliminates a hell of a lot, and it just if makes they, things like CVs and stuff like more common because you can just type it in on your phone. You're more familiar with it than having to you know plug it into a laptop or have a programming track and all that crap. Yeah, you, there's no requirement for a programming track because um, you can yeah. send new numbers. You can assign numbers to locos with Bluetooth by directly connecting to them, so you don't need a programming track. You can't. It's impossible to accidentally renumber all your locos. Um, it's perfect. It, you yeah. can change CVs on the fly. Uh, they have a a, a a stay alive unit that you can fit into it that can provide nine seconds of backup power, so you can continue to operate it with really... Bluetooth with nine seconds of backup power and still have full DCC control, even though it's literally not got any. Power I mean, that, it. that's gonna that's gonna bridge the biggest gap that it's ever gonna come across, surely, isn't it? Nine seconds. Yeah, the, that's the, pretty the, damn good. The, the, you could go over like multiple pieces of track. They're dead. <laughs> in that yeah, time. and you'll be fine. Um, uh, and you won't lose any functionality. Because like DCC, because it's receiving the data through the rails, if they if it gets a break, 
train comes to a halt, all sounds end if you've got DCC sound, and then the sounds have to start themselves up again. If it's a diesel, you'll get a re- you'll get a new engine startup sound when the power comes back. <laughs> yes, yeah, especially if it's an old Backman Class 25 with sound, they all do that. As soon as they cut out, they have to completely restart, and it's so annoying. <laughs> It's the absolute worst. You're just constantly hearing it go. <laughs> and then something, it that, up again. something that the moment's very limited, but this is something that I want Hornby to really push to make this, because this is this is the most, probably the coolest thing I saw on it, was the ability I, I'm all, to... I'm all for making things in the hobby more accessible, because even though I'm not into DCC, I think anything that makes aspects of modern railways more accessible to anyone, people who don't know as much about it is 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 only a good thing because like the more things that are kept a dark art or are more difficult the more people normal people are going to shy away from them so i think it's i think it's brilliant i think it's a really good move yeah and as i was about yeah, to I say see. they made it so that you can upload sounds to your dcc mm. chip fire bluetooth people are going to have loads now, of, yeah, people are gonna have loads of fun with that. that's that's very limited at the moment but they i, I they should advance that because if you could if you could take it even further to be able to upload your own sounds to a dcc chip now we're getting somewhere uh that really and dead easy you just have the sound on your phone upload it to the upload it to the loco i, I don't think Brilliant. i'd install the sounds with real locos i'd probably just do impressions of the locos and then exactly people could just do stuff like that and it'd be really funny and it would take two seconds it wouldn't it wouldn't take forever to do a joke like that yeah, it would. You literally just record easy. a voice message and just You have a 50, which would be a... <laughs> and, then, and then the tones, obviously. Oh, that's 158, actually. And to be fair, I was almost anticipating that they would, that Hornby were going to announce this and you'd have to buy all Hornby stuff, restart your whole DCC layout from scratch um, because of this, because that's just a move I was expecting. But no, they they, they can actually, (laughs) in their range, they include an adapter that plugs into your existing DCC controller that will allow your, for any chipped loco on your layout that isn't Bluetooth compatible, it will Bluetooth to that adapter and then control it through your controller. So you can still control those locos. I'm so surprised they did that. That is actually really far-sighted of Hornby. They don't normally do good stuff like that. They normally just be like, nope, you have to buy everything now and the, the correct way around. But no, they've actually made it user-friendly for once. <laughs> so obviously, those ones aren't receiving their instructions from Bluetooth anymore. It's, it's going Bluetooth to the controller, then to the track. So you'll still get cut-out problems with those ones. But at least won't be thought about enabling you to be able to control them from your phone as well. To be honest as well, with the way it's going, like, I do eventually want to build a layout that potentially be exhibition probably best if it's dcc but i have a specific fleet of locos that would be set aside for it because it's a preserved line and i'm kind of just obviously i'm not in a position to build it yet but i think by the time i am dcc will have advanced even more and it'll be the perfect time to actually get into dcc because i think you get into dcc at a certain time and then obviously stuff advanced because i mean it's basically a lot of it is basically computer technology and I think by the time I actually go into it, with stuff like this being more commonplace, it'll be even better. So, but it works for me. <laughs> and also, there's a good sign that the the fact that Hornby are willing to make this investment in the advancement of DCC shows that they think that the hobby is like staying alive enough to warrant that advancement. So that's, that's yeah, for sure. The hobby in general, yeah. 
Yeah, to be fair, well, so the tech boards at Hornby came up with this fair play. It's brilliant. So, yeah. well, so, I mean, we got, yeah, we got a taste of it when they made that um, that app-controlled analog con- controller last year yeah. or the year before. I thought that was quite good. It was obviously, it was obviously going to be quite basic, but for what it was, it had quite a lot of functionality on it. Yeah, and for, this is for obviously all we know, that step. might have been like a prototype for what they've made now. That might have been like yeah, a quite probably. Quite probably, because half their train sets come with that as standard now, I think, don't they? That that app control thing. Because I suppose say, if the kid's uh, got mum's iPad or whatever, they can just control it with that. What were you going to say, Sam? I do wonder if there'll be a problem when, um, say, back when or Deathball, if they ever do introduce similar technology, which I guess they'll probably have to, because it starts to become popular, um, whether we're going to encounter problems with Lothos not. not being able to be controlled in the same way and you have to have an app for each brand of loco that you have to have in the layout because most people probably i mean there are some formby stats out there but most well, people I mean, have multiple brands of loco on their layout hopefully that Having... won't be the case because i mean bluetooth is bluetooth isn't it it's not like they're like bluetooth you know, is bluetooth frequency. your phone could connect to all of them at the same time but it depends what the phone ends up actually sending to the um to the locos and ships or whatever. It depends on whether Hornby are going to actually make their system that they're going to use open source so that can come along and make um, chips that communicate in the same way um, or whether they're going to keep it closed and to make up their own thing or tap on to make up their own thing and they're all talking different languages. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if they do that, they're morons um, because that will ruin it. People just won't get it. They need to, they need to make it compatible with everything. Yeah, but there's, there's gonna be I mean at the moment they don't have to do anything because like they're the only ones. They can they can do whatever they want. Maybe there'll be problems when the other brands start to catch up. If they ever do. You've got the uh the last thing to talk about is uh, the model show. Well, yes. Me and George had a pretty epic day yesterday at this new show in Western. And um, I was talking about it hugely because it was, well, it was, it, was, it was pretty good. But it was, a, it was the Burnham District Model Club, um, who were quite a good club. They've commissioned a fair amount of the models that I've bought over the years, wagons and various things. So I thought, well, as soon as I saw it was them, I thought it was quite decent. It was at a school in Western supermare and um, we got the train up and it was nice but it was a little bit cramped because a lot of it was in classrooms it was so busy as well jesus christ yeah, was... um... oh bloody <laughs> hell george <laughs> you become really loud was... christ sounded like you were coming over the school tannoy then <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's speaking live from yeah, the school it... It, it was very busy and it got quite hot so we sort of spent like a couple of hours in there and then we wanted to go out and um I don't know if I've mentioned before, but my dad happens to be a GWR driver and he happened to be doing a seven beach to Western. So we ended up getting a ride on the train with him and he let us cab the 158, which was pretty epic. So, yeah, it was a pretty good day all then. And I didn't buy anything, so it was good for the wallet as well. <laughs> George bought a wagon, though. Very nice wagon. 
Mm. But yeah, it was a nice mix of layouts, like loads of different scales and gauges. There was a really cool London Underground one that had a southern third row unit on it, as well as like underground. There was actually two layouts that had overground and underground sections. There was a tramway layout. Um, there was quite a few that had like narrow gauge and bigger uh, stuff, is which is cool. There's a lot of dual gauge stuff, which is really cool to see. That's de- definitely becoming a trend, having two different gauges on on exhibition layouts that I've amazing. seen lately. Is that better? Yeah, yes. I've actually noticed that as well. Often you'll see a lot of 009 these days, which I know is not a different scale, but... Mm. Well, that one that I saw that was really cool, because I've made a lot of this track at work at Pico and never seen it on the layout, was we make a type of track... It's been around for a long time. It's called SL500s, which is O gauge, but 16.5. And it's normal code 100 rail, but it's like O gauge, narrow gauge. And obviously no one makes anything for it. So like all the stuff was kit built, but there was a layout that was normal O gauge and O 16.5 with like three different locos on the 16.5. So I finally saw like what it looked like after making it for so long on the layout. And that was really cool to see. Um, and yeah, there was, I don't think there was any TT, but there was a fair bit of awesome. unusual and wacky stuff. Oh. Yeah, because TT hasn't taken off. I'll, I'll, that's <laughs> when I'll believe that TT's taking off when I see a decent TT exhibition layout. That actually makes sense. Yeah. Because at the minute, all you can get is S and C, GWR, and LMER. <laughs> <laughs> like, we make like three GWR buildings. Like, Hornby make S and C buildings and all Eastern stock, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a layout. And I'll tell you, I haven't seen us make any TT track at Pico for quite a while, so it obviously didn't fly off the shelves when we made any, like, months it's ago. I literally haven't got, seen us make any rival. Yeah. Oh, yeah, clearly. Everyone's probably no, haven't even of, made their points no, yet. No, there, there genuinely is. Um, Rails of Sheffield, look the other day, there's a bunch of TT track by a company called Tillig. Oh, right. Uh, Oh, or maybe they were making it before, and they were the only people that made it. I don't know. There's like all sorts. They have like basically every point under the sky, like diamond crossings and everything, all in TT. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's probably that's probably hurting us because I think we only do like a couple of points in the flexi track, and that's it. So probably why. Uh, I said Tom said I bought a wagon. I did. I bought, I bought, I bought a southern. Van in LMS livery because I'm quirky like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. It was the, the trade stats weren't bad. There just wasn't anything I wanted. But yeah, George got there was lots of pre pre BR wagons, so George got something he wanted, which is good. And the venue was right next to a Greg's, which is pretty epic as well. Oh, they did have a perfect. food van there, but the queue was so long. We were like, now nah, we're going to Greg's. <laughs> and we walked in right as the sausage rolls came out the oven. Oh, oh yeah, it was, perfect. it was perfect timing. It was yeah, it was good that. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're pretty much uh, pretty much done there for for this week, guys. Sorry that we took a little bit longer, everyone. There's been various things in life getting in the way as usual. We're just but, um, we're just too much interesting people to. to... Well, well indeed, casual, interesting lives. Hard to, t- yeah, we have such hard to tie life. us down. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> But yeah, that's, that's all the discussion we have. Uh, well, yeah. hopefully we'll be back in a in a couple of weeks if uh, if we have enough stuff to cover. Hopefully. Um, but uh, George just died there. I don't know where he's gone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from Harley.
Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye from home. Farewell, bashers of the night. Goodbye from Sam. Goodbye. And a goodbye from Greg. Um, I promise he says goodbye, but he's not there right now. Um, <laughs> so, bye. Yeah.